Many a tear has to fall, but it's all in the game. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of We've Got the Win This Half podcast with me, Matt Mustill. I'm joined once again by my good friends and co host, George Davis. Hello, how are we? And Luke Clark. Hello, how are we doing? So, fellas, how are we coping still with isolation? Been uh, lifted a bit um, in the last week, been relaxed a bit. How are we coping? Uh, bloody boring. Um, I mean, it was all a bit confusing on Sunday, but. So, uh, yeah, little changes. All the golf slots are full. Um, so, not really a lot, really, to report, I've got to admit. Nope, fair enough. Same as me, mate. Uh, Clarkson, yourself? Yeah, I'm, you? I'm, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was told, like, in the week uh, by a friend who listens to the show, he's like, uh, oh, it doesn't sound like we're too prepared on our openings and closings. And I- just wanted to put that to bed before the start of the podcast that, uh, you know, we don't prepare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've probably just proven that. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's a bit Not a clue. Uh, let's go. On. Let's, let's skip past that then, boys, and we'll go to something that hopefully you have prepared, which is the um, six aside best bloke team that you could think mm. of. Uh, Davis, if we start with you, Yes, mate. of course. Okay, right. So, GK, I was struggling a bit, um, but I ended up on Nicky Weaver, which is rather rogue. Um, <laughs> obviously, we're not meant to uh, ro- uh, sort of support the the opposition or the our rivals, but if you listen to his podcast on the uh, under the cosh, it's, uh, he comes up with some really good stories. Uh, but one uh, sort of sh- shining light in my sort of pick for him is two one um, when he was playing with Charlton. Two one up, he was in front of the away fans, and the striker goes and gets the ball for a goal kick and puts it in the six yard box, right in front of uh, Weaver's nose. He puts it on the ground, and Weaver just looks at him, picks the ball up, runs to the other side of the six a six box, six yard <laughs> box, puts it down. Another ten seconds, kick. I'm sure he got yeah. yellow as well. Good stuff. Um, let me go. Defenders. Uh, I'm going for the traditional two two one. Um. I've got Dinev. He's a genuinely good bloke. Um, loves his cricket. That's, that's a winner for me. Uh, then I've got alongside him Chris Powell. Um, yeah, nice. Genuine, lovely guy. And then I've got midfielders. I've got Ray Parler. Um, nice. Great, great stories from the Tuesday Club. Uh, my favourite was Massage Parler when he went down in the 80th minute and then. Uh, that's also on another podcast, actually. So uh, you, can, you can look that up as well. Uh, and then alongside him uh, is Gaza. Yeah. Now, I'm sure he's in all yours. The guy just fascinates me. Um, I'd love to ask him about certain stories, uh, how, how he knew Raul Moat, um, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, but he's also a genuine prankster, so I think he'd be good value. Yeah. I saw I saw a video actually earlier of him uh, flopping like a massive wig when David yeah, Ginola signed for Everton. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, and then up front, I've got the king, Eric Cantona. Oh, great show, great just, show. Just the e- just the ego, just to embrace the ego and just sucked into that. I don't think I'll need to speak um, to 
uh, enjoy my evening there. No. And then the manager, I've got, I want, I've pictured who, who would I want with a glass of red wine sitting in the corner next to a fireplace and telling stories. And it's Terry Venables. Euro <laughs> <laughs> uh, 96. Uh, can, can Obviously, we didn't live through that. So you can kind of, not necessarily reminisce. You watch it before, though. Yeah, that, that was bloody good to watch that, wasn't it? Did you watch it? Mm. Yeah, really good. And I enjoyed it. The, the amount of tackles that was there. Was like... <laughs> oh, there's some shockers. Oh, awful. Switzerland left back, absolutely butchered. Uh, who was on the right? Darren Anderson. Well, I think he would. Just kept going through. Um, but yeah, that's my team. Okay. Tell. Nice. Very, yeah, good team. That Interesting night out, that. <clears throat> uh, Luke, what's your team? My team is a bit different, a bit of a different flavour. Um... In goal, I went for a... Probably vanilla, your flavour, mate. Oh, brilliant. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I went in goal. I've gone for uh, Gabo Corrali. <laughs> <laughs> the main reason... Why? The main reason being, I wonder if he still wears his, uh, his tracksuit bottoms on a night out. <laughs> Do you reckon his wife asked him to take him off for sex? He's like, no, 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 no
I love to hear stories from Louis Van Gaal. Yeah, that wraps up my team. No, that's good, good team, uh, Master, good team. What, what was your thoughts? Can I just have a, one last thought on that team? I, I, what on earth would Louis Van Gaal and Emmanuel Adebayor talk about at the bar? And <laughs> 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 it's their round. <laughs> Mate, I've got, I've, I've got to make... Oh, you look good at that, Emmanuel. This is my night. They're, 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 they're reporting to come in. Oh, you're hosting these people, are you? <laughs> team leader. <laughs> My, my, team's, my team's a bit different. I, I think we've all sort of gone for different criteria, which is good to see. Um, so so hear me out on a few of these. So in goal, I've gone... I str- like Davis, I struggled with keeper. I went for David James, mainly for the fact that I imagine he's the sort of bloke that after a few too many drinks, he's going to be so generous with buying another ring. <laughs> mainly because he went bankrupt. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was wondering where you're going with that. Great criteria. Yeah, uh, also, also, you know, <laughs> he, he played like 500 Premier League games. He must have some stories in there. Um, he, he looks like a weirdo. Uh, yeah, pro- he yeah. just, his haircuts. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, but he's there for the drinks. Um, to be fair, keepers are a hard choice because a lot of keepers are nutters. Yeah. <laughs> and I reckon David James is firmly in that category. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the back, protecting him. My first pick was Razor Ruddock. It uh, just comes across as a bit of a fun bloke. Looks like he likes a pint. Probably would take things a bit too far, but I reckon it'd be a laugh. I think 10 to 1 on, he'll get his top off and show his belly. I yeah. I, I, I haven't seen him with his top on since about, well, Premier League years, 1996. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. I think, that, I think that makes for a fun night, mate. Um, with him, and probably the, the skipper of the team, I've gone for Tony Adams. Again, yeah, Again, like alcoholic, raging like alcoholic. Them. Just get the pints in. Uh, Your criteria at the moment is is rinsing someone of money <laughs> so he goes bankrupt. <laughs> two massive alcoholics. <laughs> yeah, Tony Adams and Neil Ruddock are going to absolutely abuse David James. <laughs> yeah, this, is, um, this is tears well, at the end of the night. <laughs> that my next pick is the same as Davis. I've gone for Ray Parler. Um, if you if you see him on yeah, Twitter, all he does is post videos of him like. Chewing pints and whatever, he he's, he comes across like a, just a nutter. Um, a partner in him, and hear me out on this one, James Milner, and I'll tell you for why. Doesn't drink, so he's the designated driver. Nice, nice, very smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drivers from the from the pub to the next pub to the club, and he'll, he'll be happy to do it as well. I reckon he'll pay for parking. He'll do anything. Yeah. It will it'll work hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'll do a job. Um, and up front, uh, just because uh, he comes across as such a nice bloke down to earth, I've gone for Peter Crouch. Obviously, got a few good stories we've heard on the podcast. Yeah, I thought about Crouch. Yeah. Uh, probably get the Fitness probably is... get the robot out. So I think that'd be a laugh. Um, manager, I was between three, was between Neil Warnock, just because I reckon he loves a pint. Oh God, it'd just be funny. Uh, him, Ian Holloway. But I, I had to go, I think it's an obvious pick, but I had to go for uh, Big Sam. Let's get the pints of wine in. Loves it. Yeah, and I, I've, I've had a late thought on my manager. I think maybe the broad should just see how much he's like David Brent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Another one whose dance is coming out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, moving on from that then, fellas. Let's move on to um, a bit of football news this week. And uh, the match of the day on Twitter have tweeted... Um, their Premier League team of the year. And I'll read it out for you quickly. It's Alisson, Brent, Van Dyke, Soyuncu from Leicester, Robertson, 
Henderson, Bruno Fernandes, Kevin De Bruyne, Salah, Aguero, Mane. I'm going to grab your thoughts. Firstly, start with the keeper on Alisson. Um, missed half the season, but obviously still world-class. Kept second most clean sheets, maybe top. I think he is top. Um, but yeah, has missed a lot of games. What are your thoughts on that? Well, the, the guy's influence is absolutely shown by uh, Liverpool Atletico Madrid with Adrian. Yeah. Or Adrian. Uh, the, this kind of links to uh, Luke's point last week when we were talking about Alisson, um, how important he was. Uh, I don't think you can argue. I know he missed a few games, but he's the best keeper in the league. Uh, even though there's some really good keepers in there, I think he's the best. I think he's a lot better than Edison. Luke? Well, yeah, I think I think it, it's a bit harsh because he has missed quite a few games and obviously where the season's not over, um, it's a bit harsh on other keepers. I would say that he, Alisson, is the best keeper in the league, although I have been quite impressed with Burn Leno this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Like, second, second most saves this year. I'm just looking at his stats now. 104 to Martin Dubravka's 117. And you think, like, with a team like Arsenal, like, like they shouldn't be conceding that many shots. And they've probably actually conceded quite, like, a lot less goals because of how well he's playing. Like, he's he's a very good shot stopper. Maybe yeah. the reason why Alisson's picked over him is because he's Alisson offers more with his feet, offers more, like, positioning-wise, claiming crosses, those sort of things. But I do think, like, Burton Leno does need a mention. Yeah. Yeah, just on Bert Leno, why did why did he not play? I know it's not really relevant. We'll quickly brush over this, but why did he not play as soon as he got signed? Why did they pick pick Czech when he clearly can't use his feet? And then yeah, I, I think always that always that me now because he's obviously a really good keeper. Yeah, I I think Czech just because he was like a Premier League legend and they just signed him for a year, they felt they sort of maybe had to. That's that's all I can think of really. No, it was a couple of years. He was there a couple of years. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, I personally think I'm with Luke, maybe Leno, and another shout is potentially Dean Henderson, Sheffield United. I think he's been class. Uh, yeah, the first year in, in the Prem. Uh, right, England right fan speaks for himself. Trent, I mean, Wamsaka, Ricardo Pereira, Doherty, maybe the only other shouts, but Tennessee. Yeah, Trent, Trent, Trent's numbers are ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Van Dyke, again, speaks for himself. Soyuncu, I mean, sort of. Bit of a surprise is probably why he's in because he's replaced Maguire. No one really knew what well, he was about. Well, surprise at the start of the season, yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, he's played well. Um, is, is is he good enough to be in the team of the year this year? Well, Leicester Leicester have been quite a revelation this season. They've they've sort of come back to their title winning ability. Probably better team, probably. Yeah. Yeah, but then obviously, like with Liverpool just absolutely smashing the league, it doesn't really look that way. No, they've been they've been very impressive this season, and at the back they've been very strong. That 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 trio is quite good though: Schmeichel, Soyuncu, and Johnny Evans. Yeah, Johnny but, underrated, isn't he? Yeah, I think yeah, Johnny Evans has been quite underrated because of the surprise of Soyuncu. Yeah, um, Robertson. Uh, speaks for itself, but I think with Robertson, it's not really just it's not any competition really. Um, so he's also yeah, in there. Uh, he's a bit of a shame. We'll come back to Jordan Henderson, but the next one, Ke- Kevin De Bruyne again speaks for himself. But Bruno Fernandez is an odd one. <laughs> <laughs> five games, yeah, <laughs> five games. 
I mean, how much impact can one player... Like, that's ridiculous. Team of the season, and he's played five he's games. Play, he's the, played well, um, but, like you said, five games. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have yeah. Grealish over him. I'd have Wilfred and Didi. I'd even have Fred. I think Fred's been classed this season for United. Well, I'd have, yeah, I'd, I'd have so many midfielders over him. Yeah. yeah. Grealish is the biggest name that I thought of. Yeah, Grealish is unlucky. He's basically kept Villa up. Well, if they, they are. I'm not, not not saying he's a bad player, Bruno Fernandes, but like it's five games. Yeah, anyone could have a big impact in five games. Yeah, well, that, that's an odd. Adama Traore. Who? Adama Traore had like a like. Yeah, good point. I mean, he was literally unplayable at one point. Uh, well, Klopp said he was literally unplayable. He's gone on a spell of like two months where he was tearing the top of the league apart. Yeah. Completely tearing the league. Yeah, good point. That's a, that's a good name there. Uh, and then the front three, Salah, Aguero, Mane. There's only one name there that I don't think should be there, which is Aguero. I'd argue Vardy, Aubameyang, maybe even Jimenez ahead of him. I think he's had a you're not, quiet, yeah. quiet season by his standards. You're not thinking Salah's overrated this season? Then? I mean, there's no one else to go there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my, my, no, my, my I, Aubameyang. And this sounds like a joke, but it's genuinely my thoughts. Is without his goals this year, Arsenal could could well be in a relegation battle. He's won them so many points. Like it must be like fourteen, fifteen points he's won them on his own just through his goals. And to think, well, how, many, how many has he got? About eighteen, something like that. Yeah. And to think, he's just been uh, he's just been like pushed out to left wing a lot of the time this season as well. Yeah. And he's still like scoring at the rate he's scoring. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they played Lacazette down the middle, especially Arteta, didn't they? Did, didn't they? Yeah. In the later game. Yeah. So I, I, the guy, the guy's, the guy's ridiculous. Though. He can, he can kind of almost disappear for ten minutes, and then all of a sudden he's in the box and he'll score. Yeah. Oh, he's a good player. He's. he's... Um. I may have him over Salah then, and then put Jamie Vardy through the middle. Jamie Vardy said it's ridiculous. He's top score. He's top scorer. He had, a, he had a few injuries, didn't he? And the Bronx yeah. was almost like, talking about rotating him for certain bits because of his age. I th- he's had a really good... I think he's on 99 Premier League goals now, Jamie Vardy, and he's had this long wait to try and... I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, mad. To say he's only been, what, sort of relevant for, what, four years in the Prem to score 99 goals? It's good going, that. Yeah. And he was at, what, Fleetwood before that? Even League yeah. One, League Two? Yeah. Um, okay, and then the final one we talk about is Jordan Henderson, who has also, um, by match today, been voted their player of the year. Oh, no way. Yeah. That is that is just so sentimental. That's ridiculous. It is. Literally, uh, basically, that's like when Giggs won it in like 2011. And I remember then, then he won the award and all they did was play his career highlights. Hang on. Yeah. It, it, Player of the season, not it's not Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm with you because I was speaking to our mate who supports Liverpool, and I said, "Look, I know we've all had a bit of banter about Henderson. Like, he's obviously improved a lot in the last few years. It was a bit of a joke when he first signed, but is he has he been that good to be considered Player of the Year? He's, and my, the mates, our mate said, um, he hasn't even been Liverpool's Player of the Year. It's probably been Mane or Van yeah, Dijk. Mane. Yeah, Mane." <laughs> So I think, I think he's English, which helps. I think they're always going to help your case. Well, I think I think the main reason is, especially with like Mane and Van Dijk, 
and even like Allison to an extent, is they all had better seasons last year. Yeah. So I think people are less well, likely to vote. In my opinion, the version of Van Dyke wasn't that great until Joe Gomez came back. Do you remember where Liverpool went through a quite from quite a spell where they were still conceding, they were conceding one or two a game, winning, but then they went eight, I think eight clean sheets in a row, something like that. Joe yeah. Gomez came back. I know, I know, he's a child boy. That's why I say it. But he's he's <laughs> he's the bollocks. He's only twenty two still as well. Yeah, he's so good. He's only twenty two. I do think I do think that was more Dejan Lovren was then out of the team. Oh, he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Did he call himself the best well, player in the best world? Defender. Yeah, he, he played. He played in the Champions League final, <laughs> the World Cup final, in the in the same year. Lost them both, conceding eight goals in those two games. <laughs> um. Boys, let's move on from that. Um, oh, actually, I'll quickly give you thoughts. Who who would be your player of the year then, instead of Henderson? We clearly don't agree with that. So, uh, De Bruyne. De Bruyne starts of the season. He was doing some ridiculous things on on the football pitch. Or Mane. I'll go De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd I think I'd agree with that. I think. Um... I think, especially as De Bruyne was a bit unlucky not to get a player of the season last year because of his injuries. I think he's just been such a such a consistent player, such a consistently good player since he's been at City. That'd be a bit harsh for him not to win a player of the season one year. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he missed out to Salah when Salah had that breakthrough season. Like you said, he was injured last season. This year, he's done it again after that, basically a year out. Um, He's, I think he's Pep's first name on the team sheet. I think. Um, yeah, he is. Right. I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go De Bruyne as well. But Marne gets a big shout out. I think he's been class this year. Yeah, boys, we're gonna move on from that. Um, for the first from the roots story uh, of this week, brought to you by George Davis. What have you got for us, mate? Okay, so another one from the vault. Uh, when I was about sixteen, seventeen, I was playing um, senior football for my brother's team. Um, just in the local local area. Uh, and then I passed my driving test about, well, it must have been December, year 13, and this game was on uh, in January. So I've only, only passed my driving test for about a month. Um, you can probably guess where this is going. Uh, <laughs> on uh, driving to the ground, I was a bit late. My brother's already there. It was my brother's car that I drive as well. I was, uh, picked up a couple of teammates and uh, driving to the ground. Uh, but obviously being a bit late and there being three other games on the uh, in the park or in the field, there wasn't any space in the car park. So I was kind of circling. I've got to admit, I'm not exactly the most patient person, kind of, kind of <laughs> losing my head a little bit. So anyway, I spot a uh, Range Rover uh, and his, this Range Rover's plan was to go through this playground and on and park on the field, so I thought, uh, why not? There's no, nowhere else to park. Kind of follow his line, follow his line, follow his line pretty pretty well, almost perfectly. Just just a hint to the left, and edging forward, I just absolutely nail something. Just bang! <laughs> I was oh, like, no. oh, Jesus! <laughs> at what point my passenger just looks at me and goes, "I think you've hit something." <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, thank you. Now, my initial reaction also was, shit, this could be a kid. 
<laughs> in the middle of a playground, uh, the, the the chances are quite high. Anyway, so I kind of edged forward, was it? Uh, just in case he was a kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want him to tell any stories to his mum. <laughs> so I kind of edged forward, and there's like a huge rustle. I was like, oh, God, right, okay. So it's... It was huge Russell, the bloke you hit. Nah, oh. Yeah, not, not huge Russell. He's playing centre half. Like a huge. And I was like, oh, Christ. So instantly right. just sent my two teammates out. I was like, just go. Get get out. I'm going to deal with this on my own. Because they're looking at me like, like oh my God. That, those sort of eyes. Uh, so I kind of reverse out, uh, reverse out of the playground. And go and park on the road. Funny enough, as soon as you turn out of the car park, literally all the cars are parked on the road already. So I probably should have spotted that. Anyway, there's a massive hole in the left side in my door, um, in the passenger door. Oh, no, no. Um, so I go into the changing room. My brother's there. And he's quite jovial. I, I assumed the uh, two teammates would probably tell him. Um, but he's quite jovial. He's like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice of you to be late. Nice of you to show up. Uh, so I'm like, oh mate, um, oh, mate, I've fucked up here. Uh, he's like, what? Oh, um, I've had a crash a car. <laughs> and normally the brother, obviously seeing oh. I was a bit rattled, probably should be sympathetic. Absolutely not. He's gone. What the <laughs> fuck? What have you done? <laughs> absolutely hurled a volley of abuse at me, just effing and blinding. And he's gone, right, just give me the keys. I'm going to go and have a look. And I was like, oh, okay. And so he's gone. He's gone for about 10 minutes whilst I get my kit on. Comes back. You fucking idiot. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? What? He went, what even can make that damage? And I was like, oh, I was, it's like a low bench in the playground. In the playground? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> so I was like, oh, God. So this go out to warm up my head is so not in the game i was absolutely rattled <laughs> uh so before the kickoff we're going out obviously the, the normal gene up straight in lads chris just turns to me at sent uh sent me field whilst i'm in goal and goes just get your fucking head in the game it's gone <laughs> it's gone get your head in this game anyway third third minute in uh they have a corner now, normally Sunday League corners are bread and butter, really. I can't really see a good corner in Sunday League. They're normally floaty. Yeah. yeah. Pretty rubbish. Uh, this was probably one of them as well. Uh, floated up. So, I've just come out to claim it. A pretty simple catch. Dropped it. Straight to the striker's feet. He's poked it. And I think the lad's got on the line and headed it out for another corner. And Chris just gone, get your fucking head in the game! <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> I can't imagine Chris Davis oh, like that. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's terrible for it. I mean, we all laugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we go on with the game. I play horrendously. We lose 3-1 and Chris gets sent off in the second half with a second yellow. <laughs> 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 yeah, not a great day. Lovely. Yeah. I mean, one, one no. of my main questions about this is... I mean, you say you're following a, a Land Rover, do you say? Yeah. And what car do you have? A Polo. A Volkswagen Polo? Yeah. A Land Rover's quite a bit wider. <laughs> That's exactly the same width. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, I'm going to Google mm. that one. Oh, great story. Great story, George. Excellent. Enjoy that. Reminiscing. 
Um, fellas, from that, we're now going to move on to Soccer Busters, brought to you this week by Luke Clarkson. What, what, what have you got for us, Luke? All right, let's, let's get him ready. Finding what I've written down here. Soccer Busters, here we go. Um, right, first one. Mr. Mariner is doing <laughs> of manscaping. A-A. Right. Can we have it again, please? Mr. Mariner is doing a bit of manscaping. A. A. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Right. Second one. Uh, (laughs) Second one. Just give it a toss. PD. Just what? Just give it a toss. PD. Hang on, say the letters again. What were they? They were P and D. PD. Oh, I've got it. I think I've got it. Just, <laughs> just give it a toss. Slalom made of, made from gemstones. DK. I've got a GoPro for my downhill slalom made from gemstones. DK. Donkey Kong. Yeah, I was exactly <laughs> thinking that. Drift. We should add. We should add that this is completely ripped off from um, XFM, Carl Pilkington's uh, Rockbusters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's fantastic, Luke. That second one's really got me. <laughs> He's getting I'll try and work out that last one. Yeah, um, first one. I haven't got the first one. No. You enjoyed the first one as well, I think. Oh, lovely. I've got, I think I've got the first bit, but... Um, we're going to talk now, fellas. Um, well, we mentioned it last week. George mentioned it briefly about uh, safe standing. So we know that um, Man United are going to test it. I'm not sure when, but they are thinking about doing it. They've been granted permission to try it, I believe, next season. But I guess it also depends on when fans are allowed in stadiums again and stuff. Um, so what? I just want to gather your thoughts on safe standing. Well, it... For me, it makes a massive difference standing up and watching football compared to sitting down and watching football. I don't know why, but the atmosphere just gets so much better. I'd much rather watch an away game because everyone's standing. I mean, this is from a Charlton perspective. Much rather go to an away game where we kind of set out the away section, especially when we were going up in League One. It was really good. So I went to a couple of like Peterborough, Oxford, a couple of grounds like that. Everyone, it just... Full volume standing up makes a massive difference. What's that? Uh, what's yeah. that point your dad made about home fans and away fans? Oh, uh, no, that was yeah, my mate. Uh, it's quite funny the corresponding um, people who stand up during the game sit down at half time, and people who sit down during the game 
stand up at half time. <laughs> well, yeah, but like you were saying about Charlton, George, like we've been to a couple of games together from this season. And we haven't sat down yet. Yes, yeah, it, 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 the atmosphere is so much more enjoyable. You can't really sing sitting down. It feels weird, I think, for me. Yeah. I feel awkward. Yeah. I feel awkward singing sit. Like you're at the theatre. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only issue I found uh, possibly is again with Cholton the amount of dickheads that just fight, think that football is going to a game standing shouting and then fighting mm. do, you, do you remember that yeah, last I... game we went to and um, that and those like 17 year olds were getting dragged out and everyone going what the fuck are you doing yeah who are you mate yeah, exactly that's the only downside um... but but I was going to say about so more about the old old Trafford testing it. Um, their point behind it was it's going in the the, the, the safe standing. There's going to be one thousand five hundred barrier seats, which means it allows you to sit, but with the intention of standing. Um, fans stand there anyway, so it makes it safer not having another seat in front of you. That if you cheer a goal too much, you can yeah, trip yeah. over. That that has happened, <laughs> where fans have celebrated so much they've fallen over the yeah. seat in front of them. And that's caused havoc. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're doing at Old Trafford. Well, I mean, I mean, I went to a I went to a Hertha Berlin game, like at the start of this the start of this season, and the way they sort of had it in the Olympia Stadium was they had like these big barriers, um, going like, right. like basically on each quarter of the stadium, and in the bit behind the goal, like everyone stands and like. Because the funny thing about Germans is, you know, like, the whole reason you're meant to... But where's this going? <laughs> is this where you put the warning in, Matt? <laughs> to be fair, I did, see, I did see someone put his pint to his mouth whilst uh, chanting with his hand up, and I thought, oh, no, it's happening again. I looked a Tottenham fan. So. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, no, the funny thing about Germans is, like, the whole thing about sitting down is that they want people behind you to be able to see. Like, yeah. so you, you've got to sit down to let people behind you see. Like, the Germans don't care about that. Like, everyone's stood in this section. And then they've got this massive flag that they're waving from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> like, my, my dad said that when he was watching football back in the day, uh, people would just pass the kids to the front. They, like, the kids will go down to the bottom to make sure they can see, whilst everyone's still standing, and it's just kind of like high order almost. I was going to bring this up because we had a um, debate in uni about this in a, in a seminar. It was a sports law seminar, and it was about safe standing. And the idea was that half of us would argue against it and half four, but everyone was in the end went, it doesn't make sense, so they don't have it. Um, but my only point was should there be an age restriction? Because like you just said, if you do get like a, a kid, like a five or six year old in the standing area, he's not going to be able to see anything. Yeah. Unless he goes on his dad's shoulders for the whole game. I agree. Yeah. But then that's the whole point of only having certain sections stay standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You, want the, yeah. you want the family stand. Like if yeah. you're, a, I think Charlton's the perfect example. If you're a family, like you know to sit in like, like the West and the East stands. You know, not to go to the north upper. That's yeah. where all the people who want to be stood are. That's, uh, that's like, fair enough. Yeah. 
So I think like I think like it should just be common sense for parents as well as you know like sort of like the club to enforce that sort of. Yeah, I I, I mean my my point was mainly should you know should the club or the, the team advise you know if if you are underage. Not if, really. If, I think it's, it's just that leave it to common use sense. Your, use your common sense. If you're yeah. if you're a four foot eight. Ten-year-old, or you're taking your four for eight ten-year-olds. You're not going to, he's not going to see. So that you know that's the section where safe standing is. You know they're probably not going to be able to see. So yeah. And to be fair, I'll tell you what. It will stop was um, I was lucky enough to go to the Tottenham Man City game earlier this year. It was pretty much what one of the last games before football stopped actually. And um, mm. I was in like sort of like a quite a nice area of the stadium, and there was a bloke two rows in front of me where some people stood up to like just like cheer on a player or something. And he absolutely screamed at them. He's there with like his seven-year-old daughter and he's screaming at them. He's screaming at the steward saying, sit down, they do it every week. Fucking, it's your job to fucking sort it out. I went, they're, they're like enjoying the game, mate. Like, I know you're not meant to stand, that's the rule. But uh, you, like, you sometimes you've got to help it. And I think they'd be better off going to the standing bit where they can enjoy that. And it would yeah, not annoying people it. who just want to sit there with their family. Yeah. The only, issue is, the only issue is you get certain areas which are standing which possibly could sell out quicker then you're going to have to still so someone's going to yeah. settle for a ticket in the seated area but then maybe you get the stewards to completely regulate it. Yeah, I mean they can do so much more with it. Um, my last point about this was going to be uh, about Borussia Dortmund who obviously have the famous yeah, I, wall which is 25,000 fans standing up and they've from what I know, have never had a problem, like a major issue. So if they can do it with twenty five thousand, why can't we? Yeah, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I think it's. I think it's obviously a backlash from um, Hillsborough. Obviously Hillsborough, yeah. and I think I think that's why the English are a bit more timid to do it, um, especially like because I know like Dortmund have done it quite well. And they've got very well regulated ticket barriers. But I remember like going to Wembley for the Cholton playoff final against um Sunderland. And there were more people in those seats than there were yeah. like yeah, what... people sneaking in. There was all those sort of things. And if that was a standing thing and everyone rushes forwards on the goal, you see the yeah. exact same problem. Yeah, you got a good point there, because people People want to go in certain areas where, like, sort of the drummer is, the, the actual crowd, and that, like, they completely disregard where their actual ticket is, and they just go straight to the back. Yeah. So therefore, there's just a massive heap. So yes, it needs to be regulated. All right. Well, we've made a point of that. I think we all agree. Safe standing should exist, but it's got to be in certain areas of the of the ground and have have some restrictions or whatever. Just to make sure, I, I, I like, like I said, like we understand, well, we can all understand why they haven't done it yet. There's obviously Hillsborough in this country that stands out as the problem, but uh, that was well, how many years ago was that now? Eighty nine, wasn't it? Yeah. So what? Almost like, what? Thirty years ago. Thirty. Um, and also, I mean, surely you've learned yeah. from it <laughs> what to do. Um, but mm. we'll move on. We'll move on, fellas, to the the second from the root story. Uh, Luke Clarkson, if you want to take us away of your story to this week, mate. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, uh, I think Davis's story last week um, sort of sort of inspired this one. To be honest, I mean, I, 
it's Good. part of, it's part back a few memories uh, and one memory in particular is i mean i know i'm going on about we've gone on about six side a lot but this was at the same place <laughs> and i remember us being absolutely rubbish at the time like we were we'd we'd like signed up like a year underage anyway we were all 15 when we were playing so like we were just getting battered by like 30 year olds pretty much every week but then there was this one week when we were playing i think like a group of like 21, 22 year old lads who I think like you knew from your brother's year or something, George. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, so we like sort of recognized them from like older years of school, and it was quite a good game, to be fair. We were we ended up going 2 0 up, and uh, but they managed to pull back two goals, and the game finished 2 all. And I think the other team were a bit disappointed because obviously they'd seen us as being one of the easier teams in the league as it should have been. Uh, but we're, obviously we're a chuff. But one of their players who had been roped in as like a loose mate had really taken the, the draw to heart <laughs> to the point where he, he'd, he's, he'd started, he'd started uh, weeping a bit. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> he was, uh, I think he was put on crying. So obviously... Like, being... <laughs> No way. <laughs> Being like 50. Yeah, I know. He's paying five pounds to play on a Monday night at the local yeah. and he's crying over a two-all yeah. draw. Yeah. Uh, no one wants to draw two-all to some yeah, like... How bad how bad were we? <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were both playing, maybe. I don't think I played this one. Maybe not. Maybe that was one of the games that you didn't play. Well. Maybe one of the weeks where we were struggling for players. Hmm. But uh, yeah, absolutely like crying. So obviously, being like fifteen-year-old lads, we're uh, we're giving him a bit of abuse. <laughs> just just being human, I think, giving him abuse for that. <laughs> Going, oh, he's crying, mate. He's crying. Look at him crying like that. And uh, the game finishes. We pack up all our stuff, and we walk past him as we we're leaving the gate. He's like, oh, none of you saying it to my face now, are you? 22-year-old lad to a group of people. <laughs> I, just, uh, I turn around to him, ever the one to wind someone up. Just point at him and go, you're crying. <laughs> so I, I walk on, thinking nothing of it, and we're just walking on. Walk out to the car park, and the bloke is Fuming, <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely fuming. He stormed out and followed me. I turned around in the car park, like just sort of waiting for, uh, like, for like the person. I think I was like giving a lift to someone, or someone was giving a lift to me, that sort of thing. And I was waiting for them, and he's come out first, and he stormed out. He's gone. You're not going to run away now. Oh like, yeah. No, thinking nothing of it. <laughs> Fucking walks up to me, a 22-year-old bloke, and just nuts me. <laughs> <laughs> right in the chin. <laughs> I did play that game. Oh, I've oh, got it now. I remember that. <laughs> the best bit about this is he comes up to us after. Luke comes up to us. I've just been nutted. <laughs> <laughs> Shock on my face. Don't know if he thought he was cool after that. 
I yeah, really, goes really in the hope car. You, he oh, hears this. Do you, do you know that uh, five foot ten centre half? Yeah, 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 I'm nutted him. <laughs> <laughs> what? what the one? The one doing his GCSEs? Yeah, him. Yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that prick. Stories I told. Um, I think my brother had come back from like Magaluf the same day, and he was just like, he was like, oh, all these like funny stories. He just looks at my face like, what's happened to you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's always a battle. It's a weird attack, the headbutt, as well, don't you think? It's a weird yeah, it always hurts then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I'm pretty sure he got my teeth straight in his head. Yeah, that hurts, surely. He, head, he headbutted the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I was quite a tall 15 year old. <laughs> he's, he's underestimated the height of me as he's got. He's got diamonds. <laughs> what, what a man. <laughs> Yeah, good one. Yeah, I, I like remember that. that. I brought back some good memories, Luke. Nice story. Uh, fellas, again, um, slowly actually becoming my favourite part of the podcast is we do a stereotypical Sunday league shout. Yes. Uh, last week was we uh, you should have gone to Specsavers. Uh, this week, I thought we'd talk about the phrase, he's got a big throw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, so I God. want to gather, gather your thoughts on that. How often do you hear that? Was it mean, etc.? Well, it... I can't stand it. Absolutely can't stand the long throw. I think it's the most overrated, pointless piece of shite I've ever. You can ever see on a football pitch. I watched the game last year. When I was at uni. Went to Forest away. Uh, no, Forest. I can't remember their playing. Um, doesn't really matter. Um, so Forest kick off. Uh, um, kick off the game, rolls back to their right back, he pumps it to the left winger and their opposition right back heads it out for a throw. Then the centre-half runs to take a long throw. This is 20 seconds in the game. Centre-half has run a whole pitch to take a long throw. It's like, fuck it, what am I watching? And by by the time he gets there and the absolute nothingness of when when something comes out with a long throw, it's about 1 minute 20 gone. I've watched nothing. Yeah, but then Look, I can't stand it all through. When I say that the lap thing, like they, <laughs> they posted that video. I think it was Sky Sports post that video of the lap, like all the like, goals scored from the lap long throws. <laughs> like ten minutes long. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's such a useful. T- I saw. No, I saw it's, funny it's redundant Twitter. now. I saw something funny on Twitter today. So um, obviously, with no football, Sky Sports haven't had a lot to tweet about. And they, they've been doing, like, on this day, and it's been, you know, like, Aguero's last-minute strike to win the title, like, Cantona's chip, you know, like, classic Premier League moments. The one the other day was, um, on this day, Rory Delap did his signature long throw. Stoke won a corner. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. Who remembers that? What? It's, oh, not, it's not football. You can even Stoke fans remembered that. <laughs> no, no, exactly. I do remember, I can't remember the keeper, but, he, he had like a, he must have had about fifteen seconds on the ball. Didn't know whether to pump it long, put it out for a throw, or put it out for a corner against Stoke. So he put it out for a corner. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to face the throw. Well, I'm sh- I'm sure the lap got picked in the later years because he had his throw. Yeah, I mean, the, admittedly, the centre the centre midfielder on the Pulis doesn't really have to do anything. The ball keeps going over his head, yeah. and the fact that he had a throw made it made him 
the actual weapon. Then they changed. They uh, he retired. He went to Ryan Shotton, didn't they? And they, then they went Ryan down. Shotton. I love. Well, I love how I can tell you anything else, else about Rory Delap apart from Ari had a big throw. Yeah, apparently, he was a good player when he was younger. Mm. Actual, yeah, genuine you played Premier League football for years, mate. So he must have been. But well, exactly, yeah. He, Southampton and Derby. Chelsea, didn't he, for a bit? Nah, yeah, I don't. I, I swear, Southampton and Derby. I've always been jealous of the long throwing me though, because like I think, I think one of my better positions on the football pitch is fullback. But the one thing I hate about playing fullback is I've got to take the throws. <laughs> Yeah, I, I took your throws when you played right back. <laughs> what, from keeper? I been playing right back. I should have been playing right wing, mate. But Yeah, hey, I was playing right wing, you were playing right back. I took your throws. <laughs> yeah, you're a better thrower than me. Much better thrower. If, if you related to a Sunday league day, junior football, a big throw normally ends up in a kid too, too afraid to head the ball. So the ball just bounces over and it goes out for a throw <laughs> to the other team at the other end, at uh, the other side. <laughs> And then you go into senior football, and the, the big throw just gets into the box. <laughs> yeah, the big throw never is naturally. And also, the, a lot of people aren't that very good at heading. Heading is quite a tough skill, so the actual success rate is so low, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but boys, boys, think about it. What if you combined having the wind one half? <laughs> <laughs> That would go miles. Can't score from a throw. <laughs> Sunday league formula. Um, we, we had a we had an eight aside team at uni, and we used a long throw to a, very much our advantage. Um, to the point where it's the uh, we went. I think five goals in a row were all scored just from a long throw, and then we also had my mate um, who couldn't throw to save his life, and went to go throw it back to the our, our keeper. And just threw it straight into the direction of their striker who scored. Um, so, with that being said, is the long throw perhaps underrated? I think it's no up. way. It's so <laughs> underrated. I think it's underrated. I do think it's underrated. Oh, it's such God. a useful. It's such a useful. Like no way. If you've got any sort of sense of organisation, you cannot you cannot concede from a long throw. Well, people did. A lot of good teams conceded from Rory Delap's long throws. Mate, that's twelve years ago now. I think <laughs> we're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, but there's not a player with a great throw in in the Premier League at the moment. There's no, there's no players coming. Fair, Liverpool, have, Liverpool have that coach, don't they, to work on their throw-ins, and they've it's something. It's a really weird stat. Money got, for old rope. That is that is ridiculous. They've got like the best. Um, I don't want to say conversion rate, but like kept possession after a throw-in sort of percentage don't know how to phrase it in, in Europe no second in Europe after the team the throwing coach managed uh, before Liverpool there's a structure to a throw-in every I little detail man. actually that's successful if you keep there is a structure to a genuine throw where you keep the ball it's, it's how you recycle the ball from one one half of the pitch to the other now I, but this is the discussion on the long throw into the box which rarely works for me. Yeah, but uh, right, I was talking to uh, I was talking to my dad the other day about Sunday league stuff. I was I was saying I think we're going to bring up the long throw in the podcast next week, and he was saying that he used to have a bloke in his team who had a big throw, and they used to wait till they needed a goal about fifty fifth minute nil nil, use the long throw and get a goal. 
Well, we watched the Euro '96. Genev was throwing big, big cannons into the box as well. I think it's an old, it's an old part of football, but I just think it's redundant let's... now. I think people, people have got, people have got used to it. Let's let's try and relate it back to Sunday. And it's League. also not football for me. Let's try and relate it back to Sunday League because obviously in professional football, it's sort of like you said, it's died out since the lap. Um, what what I like in Sunday League is again, which is becoming sort of a bit of a theme with all these phrases, is the person who says it thinks they're a genius tactician. So after <laughs> one throw-in's gone in and they've seen he's got a big throw, they then feel the need to say every time he's yeah, that's throw. <laughs> yes, we know. That, that's you. the thing. That's the thing. I think it's. I think the thing with also the other thing with that shout of he's got a big throw is it said by a defending team, and then the defending team after that shout. Still do nothing different <laughs> yeah, to defend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no move. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's so redundant. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. What do you want? To, what, what do you want us to do about it? Mate? It's also. It's also sometimes. It's also sometimes announced on the run up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what? What can you do now? Oh shit! I forgot about that. I'm just <laughs> running run. up from twenty yards. Your away. um, your brother's mate wants wants to describe Gareth Bale. As a, a fat left back with a big throw. Is that right? Is that, have I got that right? Yeah. That is right. So, yeah. what, what's, your, what's your brother's mate doing now? And what's Gareth Bale done? Yeah, Gareth, Gareth Bale just played golf. One, one four Champions <laughs> Leagues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 grand a week. Never, never. All right. Well, I enjoyed if that. I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> And now onto something I know I'm not going to enjoy is an unpopular opinion from George Davis. Yes, thank you, Mustil. Um, I'm prepared to be stunned. Now, um, basically, first, my unpopular opinion this week, and I'll give my reason, is uh, David De Gea is overrated, and I'd rather oh, have I'd no. rather have Thibaut Courtois than David De Gea. Now, oh. I've got three main criteria on that. David De Gea cannot kick. His kicking is is like doesn't make him a Spanish keeper. Effectively, a lot of balls of his go astray. Yeah, astray and or out of play. Astray. Uh, he 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 never comes out for crosses, which does my head in. No matter where the cross is, it could be a six yard box. He doesn't come out for crosses at corners. And number three, he's massive high profile mistakes in the past two years, including. Uh, Portugal against Ren- uh, Ronaldo, yep. Yep. World Cup. Watford last year, I think I can't remember his name. Who, uh, sh- um, yeah, I know the way you mean. Yeah. And Everton, and Everton won. Uh, no, he kicked. It. kicked it. He, it was a massive miss kick. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant a different one. Uh, there's also there's also another one in the Champions League, I swear, as well. Like maybe against. Um, yeah, yeah, I only named three there. There's uh, quite a few. Whereas. I'll come back to Courtois later, but I'll get your thoughts now. Then, I, I hang on. Last last point. He, I agree, is probably one of the best shot stoppers in the world, and his best was in 2016. But that's four years ago now, and I think he's still living off it. Right. I don't disagree with everything you've said. Hit but me. I am going to argue. <clears throat> Man United Player of the Year, Sir, Sir Matt Busby Award. Four times he's won it. It's the most of right. Hang, right, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I can I can stop that straight away. Who's his competition been for the last three years? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Week, no, last it does, week it does Luke, matter. Luke 
Luke argued, last week Luke argued the keeper's the most important position, right? I should have thought about this. Without De Gea, United wouldn't have been near Europe. Not, never mind Champions League, they wouldn't have been Europa League without De Gea for four of the, four of the seven seasons, five, maybe even five or seven seasons after Fergie left, De Gea's kept United relevant. I this, is, this is Manchester United. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're scraping seventh with De Gea. Mate, but he had, if you, if filled... you had But yeah, there's no proof that if you didn't have a proper keeper, maybe like Alisson, you could yeah. have got six, seven... A proper uh, keeper? He, mate, he... He had Phil Jones and Chris Smalling in front of him for most of that time. Yeah, who won a league. And he, he still won a league under, Chris Smalling and Phil Jones are decent players. He won a league under oh, um, Ferguson. Up. Phil Jones is not a decent player. Phil Jones is rubbish. Not he's arse, mate. Chris Morning, I'll give you, he's okay. <laughs> you call Phil him arse? Yeah, he's about as useful as a fucking male nipple, mate. He's shit. <laughs> Can't stand Phil Jones. He's, ru- he's he's almost been at United 10 years. He's getting a testimonial soon. <laughs> about 50 games. Um, 108 Premier League clean sheets to have. I don't know what that's relevant. I don't know what that what that compares to. I don't know what the what the going rate of Premier League clean sheets is. I bet, yeah, yeah, I reckon Alisson's got look, about look, 50. Look. He's only been there two years. <laughs> well, about 40. He's got, Van Dijk. He's years. got Van Dijk, mate. He's got Van Dijk. He has to make about two saves a season. No, I think... Mm-hmm. Right. I, 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 I've got... I even think... And it's going to be even more contentious. I even think Toppin's overrated. And this is this is why I hear him... Who? 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 Uh, I think because people think he is the best shot stopper in the world, right? And I've got some stats from a uh, Sky Sports article in February of this year. And this is at the time of the article, right? And it was it was basically uh, an argument saying Larice is really underrated, which I would say, obviously. But yeah, it was... <laughs> I, think he, I think he's rated. I think but, he's rated. But I think in compared to shot stopping... Like unbelievable. Go on, go on, go on. Get like, this is this is my point, right? Larice is in the Larice's seven seasons being at Spurs. It's about the same time that uh, De Gea has been at United as well. Larice has had thirty-three fewer goals conceded than expected. Expected goals on Larice is thirty-three below what it should be over those seven seasons. De Gea, who has faced more shots over those seven seasons, has only had an expected goal range between 13 and 14. 13 or 14 less than what it should have been. Like, Larice's ability to stop goals is unbelievably unparalleled before any any Premier League goalkeeper. And, I agree, yeah. And I um, think he has been massively overrated on that, on that primary like, criteria. I think... I think I, I agree. Like, I agree. Main, the main main focus of main focus and main attribute of De Gea's ability is his shot stopping. People will know his shot stopping, and I'm not doubting he is probably one of the best shot stoppers in the world. However, he doesn't really have a lot else. Now, I was noticing last week that the key attributes for a keeper, and I think it's a lot more than shot stopping. As you say, Lloris is an unbelievable shot stopper, um, but he's got more things like the guy won a World Cup. He captain a World Cup team. He's got the you know, stake in the final as well, as well. Yeah, his sweeping keeping is quite good. That, that's mm. that's a skill. That's a skill that he has over. It's the, the underrated thing. Well, yeah. look, if, if I'm if I'm going to take bias out of it, which is tough, um, 
I think, like you said, a lot of United fans remember those those sort of what two three years where De Gea was just like you said, like it was shot stopping mainly. Well, completely, really. But some of the games he kept us in was sort of similar to you in six aside, Davis, when he kept us in games. He also, with that, he's had like there's memorable games like the one against Arsenal. I think San- it was Alexis Sanchez had a shot saved by him, followed it up, and he saved it with his foot straight away. And it's just I think people remember those saves. I agree. And then I that's, agree. What, that's what overshadows those okay. little mistakes, like doesn't claim crosses. And then, no, fair enough, in the last two goals. years. They, they, they no, 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 yeah. But in the, what I'm that's, saying not is, that's not seen as a mistake. No, no, what I'm saying is, in the last two years, he's made mistakes where he's just sort of mishandled the ball and where he's like, slipped through his hands. Um, and that, that, that's why he's... So he's never been good at claiming crosses. Like, from the he had a rough start to United. Cause he's he got do that for Anders Lindegaard. He did, he did. But, but... Um, um, I agree, his kicking, his kicking's just got worse and worse. It was okay when he first started, and he's just got worse. But, okay, so he's, he's shot-stopping is his main attribute. That's what I'm saying. However, if you look at the big tournaments, I, I think if you're looking at the best keeper in the world, is what some people call it. If you're looking at the best... Um, if you're looking at for the best keeper in the world, you need to do it in the biggest tournaments. And World Cup, he was fucking shite. Whereas Thibaut Courtois had an unbelievable tournament. Two occasions, Japan, the, the Japan game, when it goes to extra time, their winning goal... Starts from Courtois coming t- ten yards off his box and claiming a corner, sets off De Bruyne and it ends up ends up in Chanty scoring. Secondly, he had an absolute fucking weldy against Brazil in the quarter, and that's one of the best saves I've ever seen in Neymar in the clutch moment. So all the, the shot stopping for a criteria of the best keeper in the world is redundant for me. You look at you look at also you look at last season's Champions League final. Uh, between Liverpool and Spurs, and I'd argue the two best players in those tournament in that tournament were Allison and Lloris. Like both of their teams, like both teams had been out of the group stage had it not been for their keepers. There was countless moments in those rounds where those keepers made best saves. Allison the year before, like like for Roma, literally dragged them to the semi final. Like, so no, no, hang on. So now you've said that Allison's dragged Roma to a semi final. Which is a good point, but then when I said De Gea's dragged United to get literally get top four, so complete. Uh, how is it? And it, like I, I said, what's how I think the problem is here is because De Gea had those two years where he was just unbelievable. Um, is now everyone when as soon as he makes a mistake, they're on it. Yeah, but his ego, Whereas, his ego is the reason for that. The best his best his best period is when Van Howe appointed his goalkeeping coach. He bought, appointed his goalkeeping coach, and the next the next manager who came in was it Mourinho. De Gea appointed his own goalkeeping coach, so effectively, yeah, that's, that's, that's poor. So he's, he's, poor. his ego's got in his way. He could yeah, be, say, he could be one say. of the best, but he's nowhere near. He can't just be a great shot stopper. But I'm no, no. mainly basing us basing my argument on the last three years, and the last three years he's been poor. I think we could talk about this all day, so we're going to have to move on. Um, clearly, you both think that he's overrated. I saw, I get where you're coming from. He's made a lot of mistakes, but for me, I think he's just rated. I think he, people know he's got an error in him, but he's still an unbelievable. I'm not, I'm not focusing on the errors. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about his other. Yeah, other he, aspects, yeah, he, we'll yeah. No, I, I know what you mean, but you know, we'll put it. You know, we can't decide that ourselves. I, I think he's rated. You two think he's overrated. That's fine. Um, we, we need to move on. Um, to my, my from the roots. Yes. <laughs> oh me. 
<laughs> you can't say that every time every I have to introduce <laughs> myself. Did <laughs> you cut that segment short just to talk about yourself? Though. <laughs> yeah, enough of that. <laughs> me. Come on. Um, okay, so this this one comes from another bombing game under 18s. And um, we had this bloke, I won't say his name, let's call him um, Simon. And he was sort of this sort of six foot two, really nice bloke. Uh, just wasn't great at football. We sort of played centre mid or striker. And in, he's been there for years. And then going into the, my la- like the last year before uni, um, uh, a team folded and we got like four of their players who are all very good, including a centre mid and a striker. And so his position was then, you know, gone. He was on the bench. He, um, he hadn't scored in two years going into this game that I'm about That's to right. mention. Well, he sort of like, he may play centre mid, but he sometimes, he's sort of like Fellaini. Because he sort of sometimes played the striker to lump it into him, sort of thing. <laughs> and um, it was a quarterfinal of of the cup, so you know, quite a big game. And we're two one up. I get subbed off for him, and I'm standing next to the manager. And bearing in mind, right, he hasn't scored in two years. His confidence is never high on a football pitch. <laughs> He's gone striker. He hasn't got me. He's gone striker this game. The other team are now pressing us, they're putting a lot of pressure on us they look like they're going to score, we sort of get a breakaway, our winger takes it round a few players um, to the point where he's one on one with the keeper takes it round him but he's like forced quite right, quite wide um, meanwhile their defenders got back on the line, Simon is unmarked in the box, our winger crosses it, straight onto his head, he heads it it's going sort of uh, bottom right open goal the, the, of the goal, yeah. Open goal. The defense. No, no, no. There's a defender who's got back on the line, who's then made one of the best saves I've ever seen <laughs> on a Sunday league pitch with his hand <laughs> diving <laughs> low to his left, about four yards out. Unbelievable save. Um, so Suarez did basically. Um, so yeah, this ref then obviously sent the defender off and given us a penalty. They've su- the other team have somehow managed to argue against this you know, Sunday league. How, you know, <laughs> literally saved, saved it with his hand. Never read uh, it. Whilst, whilst they're Double jeopardy. Whilst... Double jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> whilst we're watching this player walk off the pitch, um, there's a bit of dispute going on between Simon and you remember my mate Harry, who I skanked, uh, who I said about yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah. Harry was the designated penalty taker. And so the argument was, obviously, Simon wanted the penalty because he hadn't scored and he basically was just denied a goal. Harry's was, we need to win the game. I'm the penalty taker. Bearing in mind, I've this, like he, I've only ever seen him miss one penalty. Yeah. No, two. And this was one of them. So he's uh, run up to... <laughs> run, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's part of it. So anyway, big, big argument. Harry gets to take the penalty after looking at the managers. Manager sort of goes, right, Harry's taking it. We need to win. And then Simon sort of half-heartedly edge of the box. Instead of sort of being ready for the rebound, he's like slouched. Looks, doesn't look interested at all. Crying. Might as well have yeah, yeah. hands in pocket. Yeah, basically, that's like, why am I here? Harry's um, <laughs> run up to this penalty, tried a penenka. <laughs> I don't know what's gone through his mind. As the ball's left his foot, our manager's gone, you bloody idiot! <laughs> <laughs> Stood in the middle of the goal and just caught it. And he stood it there. Oh, that's attack. embarrassing. 
He th- yeah, he sort of, well, he sort of half went to his right and then sort like half saw it, so went, oh, okay. Um, and now on the counter-attack, we deal with that. Simon walks off the pitch. Oh, no. Shaking, shaking his head. I felt bad for like, what's the point? Why am I going to take the piss? And, and then I get subbed back on for him. We win the game. Um, go, to the, go to the training session next Thursday. Manager gets us all in a circle. Right, we're going to start the training session with a bit of sad news. Um, Simon won't be playing for us anymore. <laughs> <he's decided> to... <laughs> I've never seen him again. <laughs> the last time I saw oh, him. No. Oh, God. I feel for him. Oh, savage. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that's my story. Yeah, that's a good one. Boys. That's a good one, yeah. mate. Enjoyed it. Well, what was the uh, what was the score when the penalty um, when, when you got given the penalty again? Uh, I think it was either it was either two one or one 0 I think it was two one. It was, it was uh, one goal in yeah, it. it close game. Definitely got a heavy penalty taker on it. One hundred percent. No sympathy. I, no sympathy. I, I feel a bit yeah. sorry for him though. <laughs> <laughs> I, if, <laughs> yeah, maybe a bit. Hard. I, I, you feel sorry for him, but like you have to win the game, don't you? Especially, especially when it's a quarter final. If it if it was like a league game, he might have been given a chance. But he, he just he, lovely bloke as well. Just wasn't 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 amazing at football. No. Bless him. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough yeah. it's, it's a tough explanation that one. I mean, did he say anything to you like afterwards? No, mate. He he walked off. He sort of he stayed to the end of the game, but like didn't say much. And then we all sort of, you know, after the game, cheered, went home. And uh, I haven't seen him since to this day. He wasn't playing. He was on the bench every week. Yeah. And, you know, it was like, we were like doing A-levels and stuff. So I've just got, just I've just got this picture of him just slowly, in slow motion, walking into the distance with the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some clouds. Yeah, he goes into a forest and I've never, you never see him. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a nice idea of uh, that's like the match he decides to bring his girlfriend to. <laughs> you imagine, oh yeah! On the, on the car journey there, yeah, I'm sort of the main man. <laughs> they call me the impact sub. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, show you why. Don't start me. It's unfair on the other team. Yeah. All right, all right, fellas. Um, so now we need to vote for um, the best story of this week, boys. Uh, I'll kick us off. I'm going to go with uh, purely for bringing back some amazing memories. I'm going to go for Luke Clarkson getting headbutted. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just for the reaction. Of, I've just been nutted. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Excellent. Thank you. Luke, who are you going for? Uh, do you want... Uh, right. Um, you know I mean? It's a tough one this week. Uh, I do have a lot of memories of Davis... Uh, Davis's car dent. I mean, we started singing, I crashed my car into a bench. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a um, but I don't know. I, I sort of want to, I sort of want to, because Simon's had such a bad time. Is that his name, Simon? <laughs> yeah, he's it's had like Simon's. He's had name. such a torrid yeah. time. I sort of want to, as in, with a vote here. Got like a sympathy <laughs> vote. I'll, I'll cheer him up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to vote Simon. Sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. D- Davis, you're deciding. Yeah, guys. okay. Oh, tough one. Loads of facets to your one, Matt. Um, but just for the sheer ludicrousy, if that's a word, um, <laughs> of Clarkson's story of getting headbutted, and by the fact that I know that's not the, the worst thing that's happened to him, and the six aside, 
<laughs> I think I'm going for Luke. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, what well up, mate? So, Thank you, yeah, well Luke. Well one, one win each now. Yeah, yeah nice, nice and tight. Are we um, doing the table? In terms, I was going to say, in terms of the table, I think what we're going to do, and I was meant to mention this uh, last podcast, but I'll mention it now, is we've now got a uh, Twitter page. Um, just type in, we've got the Win This Off podcast. Uh, we're going to try and get a bit more interactive. We might um, ask you for some things that uh, we that you want us to discuss. So have a look out for that. And also maybe I was thinking with the stories, get people to vote for their favourite and then we don't yeah. have to do it. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, and get more of an audience then um, to, you know, more perspectives on the stories yeah, who, who they thought was the funniest. Yeah? Yeah. We happy with yeah. that? Yeah. All right then. Lovely. Okay, well, we'll leave that competition there and we'll uh, go to something I'm looking forward to very much, though. The Soccer Busters answers, Luke. Well, I think you two got both of them. Well, the first two, at least, didn't you? Yeah, I got the first yeah. two. Right, so I'll, I'll, read out, I'll read out the clues um, as I wrote them and then I'll let uh, Mustard John take the first one and then yeah, take yeah, on the second one. So... <laughs> So the first, <laughs> the first one is uh, <laughs> Mr. Mariner is doing a bit of manscaping, and the letters were A A. What did you have, Mustil? Uh, Andre Arshavin. Andre Arshavin. <laughs> Very good. Did you uh, try that one on your mum, Bill, before you? Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I was, a, that one. I was a few beers down the other day and I, I gave these a uh, test run to the family. So, uh... <laughs> Around the dinner table. Yeah. Wait, did you do the next one as well? Oh, uh, yeah. They've, they've... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <Pretty> related. <laughs> the next one's just give it a toss and that he did. That. Hey, what did you get, Davis? That uh, that was uh, Paul Dickoff. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Dickoff. <laughs> Very good. It's a fantastic name. Great name. Oh, so good. Uh, yeah. Well, what is parents thinking? <laughs> Any other name? Any other name? Not Paul, please. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Uh, brilliant. Oh. Uh, third one, Luke. Uh, third one, yeah. Uh, third one's a bit, bit trickier. Um, yeah. It was. Uh, I've got a GoPro for my downhill slalom. I've no idea for this one. Made, made from gemstones. So that was. I've got a GoPro for my downhill slalom, made of gemstones. The letters were DK. It was um, diamond ski camera. Diamansky camera. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh name! That is brilliant. <laughs> that that, is that, that I think that almost works as well. I think that's passable. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that one, mate. Who's like getting that, that though? Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, tough. if you got if you're listening and you got that, fair play, well done. That's tough. Who, who, who did he? Who did he play for? Was it Wigan? Was it? No, he's uh, he's he's Fulham, isn't it? Uh, no, Fulham, Fulham yeah. He used to celebrate with his uh, doing that little like rotating hand cup round his ear. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, very like like, like Michu did. Yeah, that's oh, the one. Yeah. Oh, lovely. All right. 
Well, excellent, excellent uh, round of soccer. Yeah, chat, class, mate. Well done. Really enjoyed that, mate. Really enjoyed that. All right, fellas. And uh, with that, that wraps up week three. Tick. Uh, another one done. Um, not much else left to say apart from my question as usual. Yes. Uh, this week, I want to ask you something a bit rogue, a bit niche that annoys you about football. Okay. Not, not, not something that, you know, like something, not something like diving, which gets on everyone's nerves. Something that, you know, might not annoy other people, but for some reason it annoys you. You're not, might not, you're not quite sure why. Not, not like a player. No, not a player. No, just something about the game. Something about the game or something, you know, that players do. Okay. Something like that. Cool. All right. We're happy with that? Yeah. Yeah, very happy. All right. Well, then, uh, there's not much else to say apart from a massive thank you to both of you, uh, George Davis. Yes, thank you, young man. Well done. Thank you. And Luke Clarkson. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure as always. Pleasure. Excellent. This has been We've Got the Winners Half. Take care. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Many a deer have to fall. <laughs> But it's all in the game All in the wonderful game That we know as love